DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We were just talking about the Coach of the Year nominees and you know the Utes and Cougars and playing interim coaches and a lot of coaching changes. So we have multiple storylines coming together all at once here, PK. we got the coaching carousel spinning like crazy. We've got new transfer rules that players are really embracing. The number of players going into the portal is climbing each and every year. Kyle Winningham thinks it'll be a, uh, the craziest year ever on top of the craziest year ever, on top of the craziest year ever. And now we've got, with the early signing date, we've got coaches with commits who are vulnerable. Oregon, for instance, with a great recruiting class, lost three immediately after the news Cristobal was leaving. They may end up losing more. you got to assume that everybody's picking over their recruits, seeing who they can flip, and if they can pick up a really good player or two here or there. And guys on rosters also. And we shouldn't leave out guys on missions. Guys on missions. There's a picture today. Some recruiting guy. What's his name? Blake or Blair? Blair Angelo. I've heard the name. He's a big recruiting guy, right? 24-7 sports. Yep. Yeah, and he's got a picture of this Andrew Gentry, who is a four-star offensive lineman. Correct. Yeah, big kid. And he's in his mission gear, so he's got the tie, the white shirt, and a name tag. And right next to the name tag, he's got a pen, so if he needs to write down the number of a contact, he's got it. Always be prepared. And this young fellow out of Colorado, the Denver area, he has committed to play at Michigan. And he was a commit to play at Virginia, but then Elder Mendenhall quit. And so now, that would he, be President Mendenhall, sir. I had a conversation with somebody who uh, is uh, in the biz, so to speak. Very rare that a mission president did not serve a mission. Oh, okay, fair enough. It, it does happen. I was told. So I, just, I do my homework on all aspects. Not a kid. So maybe go PK. Maybe the other thing is the right. I know someone who's listening right now who told me this, and he was. Get this. Get this. He's listening right now. He was a high school teammate of mine who was a mission president. See, and I've often said, I go way back with you people. <laughs> <laughs> and we were tight. And so this fellow here decommitted from Virginia. Obviously, they're going to have a coaching change. And now he's committed to Michigan. And the, the young fellow Gentry here is serving a Spanish-speaking mission in the, our fair state of Utah. And there's a picture of him, and it looks like Jim Harbaugh, Side by side. I so, have, I've retweeted the photo. If you just go to David G.J. James, you can see what PK's talking about. Harbaugh and Sean Newell, who played at BYU, came out here and recruited this young man while he's on his mission. Now, I didn't serve a mission. I'm 19 years old. I'm thinking about one thing, and it ain't serving the Lord. I'll just leave it at that. So I don't know anything about this when I'm 19. And... I thought it was supposed to be, put all the stuff aside, concentrate on the work. And here's Harbaugh and Nua, one of our own, Sean Nua, coming out and pilfering. One of our own, in our own state. And he's a Latter-day Saint in our own state. (laughs) How many more high notes can you hit? Well, you get me going. I'm flabbergasted. You really aren't. I am. No, you're not. 
I thought you were supposed to be committed to the Lord. You know, Harbaugh taking a pitcher, getting a kid's commitment? I thought you were supposed to pay, pray for investigators, not which school I should go to. Well, Harbaugh's not a member, so technically maybe it was a meeting with an investigator. Oh, and bring along Sean Newis so he can speak the lang- lingo. lingo. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, it's so shrewd by uh, Darby. I was going to say. Mean, uh, this, this is somewhat, uh, and all kidding aside, this is somewhat, uh, not scary, it's too strong, but... This isn't a trend you like. No, for BYU, Utah, Utah State? No. I mean, it... it, it, it kids from Colorado, so he's not from Utah. So, it's not like he needs to stay in state. But I've, I've been advocating and trumpeting that, you know, whatever you need and whatever you're looking for, if you're a state of, ki- a state of Utah kid and if you're a, an LDS kid from the state of Utah, a lot of them are, but some aren't, that, like Fillinger, you got everything you need right here. But I don't know his connection. But his brother apparently plays as an offensive lineman for BYU. Now, who knows if this kid's going to be anything. Ofa Moatow was just going to, I mean, he was just going to, He. they should have done the blind side on, on him, man. He was blocking guys all the way to uh, Louisiana. Until in, he wasn't. In Texas, right? I mean, yeah. such a big deal at the it time. Was a huge, huge yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. And he was gone. Did he ever even play anywhere? I don't even you know. He went to Texas Tech for like a season. Yeah. And who knows what that story was? I don't know. I'm not criticizing the kid. But the point is, you never know who's going to turn out and who isn't going to turn out. But, man, he blows off BYU twice. This is this is another reason why you need to keep Sataki. Now you say, wait a second. He didn't, Sataki didn't get him. Yeah, I got it. I mean, Michigan and Harbaugh, that's a huge brand name. The big house, 100,000 people. You know, that, they're not really in the Detroit area. So it's not the same, but they are close enough. But yet, you know, they flourish despite having a pro team, you know, certainly relatively close. But it can be done, certainly. They're not literally in the same community. You got you come out of the airport there and you turn right to go to, to Detroit. It's, not, it's not very far, though. It's not. No, it's, it, not. I mean, it's 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, I've got family there and, and I've made that drive and all that and been to these campuses and been to those communities. Uh, and Michigan's a huge brand name, obviously. But it's a blow to BYU, man. You didn't get this kid twice, and you got your his brother is on the team. That's why I think they need to keep Kalani more than ever. They literally can't afford. See, that's the thing that you need to understand. They're thinking, oh wait, we can't afford to keep him. No, you can't afford not to keep him. That's the way you need to think about it. I mean, all these ding-dongs that we used to work for, oh, we're not making money, so we got to do this and this to your money. And I'd say, no, 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 no. If you're not making a profit now with me, without me, you'll never get it. Your margin of not making a profit is going to grow immensely because DJ and PK are your guys. That's the way I look at it. And it's the same thing here. It's not, you, you, can't, get, you can't say you can't afford Kalani and all the stuff. no. You cannot not afford it. Because if these guys leave, and it wouldn't just be him, it's a major blow. Because Jim Harbaugh has got Sean New on a staff, and they're coming out here during recruiting season, and it's not a hop, skip, and a jump from Ann Arbor to, I don't know where the kid's serving in Utah. I assume if it's Spanish-speaking, it's probably in the Wasatch Front area. I don't know that. And, you know, you've only got a few 
days before recruiting and you come all the way out here and make a personal visit and have to i'd imagine you have to go through some authority to meet with the kid right you gotta talk to his mission president for certain right maybe that was elder mendenhall (laughs) and elder mendenhall said son anywhere but byu because he always had an axe to grind against byu don't you kid yourself don't you kid yourself, David James. Don't no, you I'm kid not yourself. kidding myself. 99 wins later. Your free association right now is outstanding. <laughs> we were talking earlier about it's how I could, just, I could just track Christian Cox. But you're ding, 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 ding. <laughs> just pinging all over the map. And Yacht just recre- retreated something from Jeff Hansen. I don't know who Jeff Hansen is, but I'm sure he's a great dude. Jeff works here locally, covers recruiting for BYU. Okay. He's a good friend. I'm imagining the outrage if Kalani or Whittingham ever posted a picture of them meeting with a current missionary who is actively serving. And oh boy, Twitter would be on fire. Any right. uppercase is F-I-R-E. It I, would be. I got to agree with that. Absolutely. And Jeff Hansen, you've got the, the number one sportscaster in our community for 14 years running on your side, Jeff. David James agrees with you. So you know you're in the right because David James Nickeldorf III agrees with Jeff Hansen, who covers recruiting for BYU. You've told me I'm wrong many times. But not now. <laughs> but you can't say because I agree you know you're right. What are you talking about? Because you've told me I'm wrong multiple times. I could agree with you, and then you'd both be wrong. But not this time. Okay. So you agree with us. I hadn't thought about it. Until Jeff uh, I think, posted I think Twitter, it and Yacht I think retweeted Twitter, it. I think Twitter would absolutely go berserk. Once upon a time, before social media, the watchdog gathered all the college football coaches for a roundtable. I was there. And this topic came up about contacting athletes. It was Hall, Brent Guy, and Kyle. Oh, I thought Mac was there too. Was he not? Was Mac at Weber State then? Mac was at Weber State. And I think he was in the room. I could be wrong because I wasn't in the room, but I, I thought I remember that from the story. I was in the room. It was okay. right across the street here at the, so, ga- the gateway. And so that, co- that came up, and I thought it was very contentious. I think you're right. What level of and contact? I was rolling around in the mud. What, <laughs> like, <laughs> sweet, there was so much happy talk. Now nah, we got some contention. Michael Anastasi was a sports editor. He was a big thinking dude, and I think he thought of it, pulled it off because yeah. it, it was in the summer. And we got them all together. And I was across the street, and I was knee deep in all that, and that stuff. And that came up, and I don't think everybody's on the same page you as far are as absolutely right. What yes. le- and it's Good not call. just Good a call. contact or no contact; it's a what level of contact. Like you could write a guy, but you shouldn't go meet with him. I'd have to go back and read the story to get everybody's position. You're I mean, right. this, we're going no, back you're right. fifteen you're right. years. You're right. I think it was the, because they were all in Brant first year coaches. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, that's what it was. So it was 05. That was the that was the peg. Okay, is that they were all first all year, first year coaches. Yeah. So let's get all the first year coaches together. What have you learned? What do you think? Where are you going? Because you're yeah. obviously still building. Yeah, so you that, can see all the natural right story. That lines. was the that was the story peg. Right, brilliant idea by Anastasi. And then you hit on this as a topic, and it really gets yeah gets stuff flowing. I know I was in that room. I don't remember who else was in that room. Michael must have been in the room because it was his idea, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we did it. And you were probably there because you were one of the beat writers. I, I was, I think yeah. the other beat so, writers would have been there. Uh, the, so my guess, Joe Baird was there Yeah, uh, at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think Twitter would absolutely, absolutely go nuts. But what you've got here is the kid isn't local. He's, he's a Colorado high school player. Exactly. And Colorado Michigan. Of all places. And Michigan isn't local. 
And he was committed to Virginia. I mean, Broncos got a local tie, but it's not local. So it's not really in our wheelhouse here. Except the kid had a brother, has a brother on BYU's mm-hmm. team. But if you put a local school into the mix here, then you would introduce the rivalry, and we know the rivalry is in all things, and to be often. Oh, right. Well, how it about this? You're, right. you're, now that you say it, I, I can't argue with you because I agree with you 100%. If there would have been a picture this morning of Kyle Whittingham with this young fella in his missionary attire, and we all know what that is, and they're smiling because he just committed. Oh, BYU people wouldn't be going berserko. We'd have shows for weeks. Yeah. And if Kalani had done it, you'd fans would be calling Cougar fans hypocrites. But it's a Michigan coach. The kid decommitted for Virginia, and he's from Colorado. So we don't have the same level of emotion. Who's got contact here with general authorities? I don't. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. I have a loose connection, so I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, a loose connection. We need to get a you statement. You know a guy who knows a guy? Yeah, you guys know who the guy I know is, so... We need to get a statement. So, yeah, we, we need to get a statement. Is, is this acceptable? Because it blows the doors off what I thought all these years. But I'm a heathen. <laughs> what? You know what. You know exactly what. You know what you're doing. And so does about 15% of our audience. No, go, it's 10. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't know this was acceptable. Jim Harbaugh coming out and stealing one of our boys. I'll never forget this day. 41 years ago, I never forgot this day. The greatest single musician of all time was shot dead. And now this, 41 years later. December 8th just does not ring well with me. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up, everything you missed in this show, we'll get to it next. Christian Cox joined us. Uh, Bolo joined us. The Jazz are playing Minnesota tonight. We will get you uh, caught up on that coming up in the next segment as well. And we got in-state college hoops tonight. Two in-state games tonight. So we'll get to all of that next. Right now, time to welcome in Andrew Reinhart, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, the question is always here. We, we're, we're given just. We're going to pull back the curtain here a little bit, okay, Andrew? We always have a list of, of questions when we're talking to sponsors. And one of them is always, why are men so hesitant to get their ED taken care of? If they weren't, Andrew, I don't know that you'd be doing this. Yeah. But guys are <laughs> hesitant. And people can say, oh, they're not hesitant. Yes, they are. Yeah. They say, in fact, I think it's worse than we think. 70% of men with erectile dysfunction do not seek treatment. That's pretty high. Uh, I assume the relationship is what's suffering. Men are just naturally a little bit embarrassed, and we're trying to break that down because uh, there is relief. Two to three weeks from now, your ED could be gone with our technology. That's a pretty short window. So what are the results you're hearing from patients? Well, once patients have taken the treatment with the acoustic wave therapy, the big relief is I don't have to take the pill anymore. This technology is clinically proven to open up and regrow blood vessels. So it's really all about the blood flow, uh, circulation. They tell us how the spontaneity has come back. They've drawn closer to their significant other. I believe personally that when we get the ED corrected, it has this far-reaching ripple effect on life, overall happiness, and sense of well-being. You've got a special offer for our listeners, a discount if they get a hold of you right now. Yes, call us now if you're ready to improve performance in the bedroom. Put a stop to the ED. 
you could be back on track before Christmas. Uh, the exam assessment and blood flow ultrasound is free with our medical doctor. The gift that you'll love, it produces uh, immediate results to intimacy. That's great. And here's a pretty cool value, blood work and testosterone. If you feel like you have a need, that is free today as well. Guys, you can call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Call now. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. John Wilner from the Mercury News and the Pac-12 Hotline. What are your thoughts on a Utah-Ohio State matchup? A lot of people think Ohio State is going to not have a huge sense of urgency because, you know, it's playoff or bust for them. But I happen to think Ohio State's going to bring their A game, and it will be interesting. I mean, it's a different level of talent and athleticism than Utah's used to see. Even compared to Oregon, right? I know Oregon won the head-to-head, but, you know, Ohio State's a way better team now than it was then. Utah will have to take a page out of Michigan's playbook and just try to calm the ball, right? rising for 15, 20 times and then just run the ball as often as they can and see if that works. If it does work, I think Utah has a good chance to win. If Utah can't run the ball, then we're talking about big problems. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Come on, dude. As you're trying to find your read, listen to this tune. I am, and I'm thinking that you telling me earlier you didn't like the the Saab Mellow stuff, you wanted some upbeat Christmas music, and I was thinking, well, this isn't upbeat. This but this is, is an mellow. original tune. Well, I'm I talking about the classics. Come on. Ooh. Who doesn't? You Come singing on. isn't going to help me like this song. <laughs> I'm going to convert you. As much as you've been trying to convert me for 20 years, I'm going to try to convert you to this form of music. Well, the race is on. <laughs> me and Yuck. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Nice pull. <laughs> Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call or visit Lee'sHeatAC.com now to schedule a free in-home estimate or free second opinion. <laughs> Slacker headlines, we got college hoops tonight. you got a, you got a lot of hoops, PK. we got three games overlapping here. Before we go to the uh, streaming, which is where the Utes are, they are not on TV. There is well, I'm not going to be streaming that. It's yeah. the Jazz and the, uh, the Utes and or the uh, Aggies. The Jazz the, tip uh, off at 6 BYU. o'clock tonight against Minnesota. Yeah. The uh, Aggies and the Cougars tip off at 7 o'clock at the Marriott Center on BYU TV. And Weber State and Washington State, 8 o'clock in the Pac-12 Networks. Weber State is a perfect 8-0. and Washington State's decent this year. They're 6-2. and two. Yeah, they're decent. They've got the former San Francisco coach up there. Yeah, they got it, they got it going on. They might have finally gotten that thing right. Uh, so, um, yeah, those three games for sure. Big game for Weber State if they could uh, win it. I don't think you're going to get to the point you can get an at-large bit yeah, out of that yeah, league yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's but I still think how you feel about yourself and what it says about how good you are. Well, I think if you go there and play well, even if you lose, you could still feel good. But Weber State's check back in March. There's uh, The Pac-12 has got three really good teams at the top in USC, UCLA, and Arizona. Uh, we had identified early on that Cal might not be that good and Washington might not be that good as they lost some non-league games right out of the gate. But man, is anybody taking on water as fast as Oregon State? We yeah, might I mean, have they, the 12th place team. I mean, they're, they're the daughters of uh, Tinkle last year were driving me nuts as they made their spectacular run. Now I want to see them when they're getting a the butts. I want the, f- the camera focused <laughs> the camera on them. They're like 13 in a row. Look at all set. They've lost, uh, they're 1-8 in, 
They won their well, opener, and now they've lost eight, eight in, in a row. row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd put Colorado in there as potential NCAA team, too. Well, that's what I was going to get to. The middle of the league, um, Utah, Washington State, Colorado. Um, man, ASU got off to a bad start. I don't really want to put them in there. Oregon. Um, Oregon, or, or any of lost these to ASU at home. I know, I know. After ASU scored four points, so, in the entire game. So with Altman, can he get it together? Because they're five and four and zero oh and one. So it's I not a good not. start. I, I know, but it's <laughs> Oregon, and Altman's been doing it a while, so it's not impossible. So I, I've got these teams. I don't know. I think there's some teams you can look at and you're like, well, you're just not very good. I think right now there's five teams that I would consider NCA worthy. USC, UCLA, Arizona, and then you said Colorado, and who else do you have faith in? I guess that's only four then. That is four. But I know maybe you had faith in Wazoo. And I mean, there are these teams that... I got to see more. They aren't defined yet. Right. That we do need to see more of. But I didn't know if you had a gut instinct. Or if a coach had told you, hey, this team's going to get it together. No. I've just I've watched Washington State play a couple of times. I mean, that's essentially why I've got two cable systems and play out, pay out the Wazoo to watch Wazoo. On the Pac-12 network, Uh, so I uh, I've seen them play a few times, and they they look to be decent. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. And there's there's some other teams that yeah I I get what you're saying about Oregon. You can't bury them yet. I'm willing to bury three or four teams. Well, what about I mean Hurley's had good teams. You want to bury the Devils at three and six? That's a lot of red flags. I've got the shovel out. Yeah. Because they overhaul the roster, and they're you know, like nine transfers, and they're not, you know, the big time transfers or big time freshmen. I just don't think the way Hurley is going around his program, I don't think it's a winning formula. Oregon State, Cal, and Washington buried, buried, and buried, and you got three really good. Now you got six teams. Like, well, let's see what you can do. I don't expect that much out of any of the six, but I do expect one or two of them to take off. I can't tell you which ones. You're saying Colorado will, which they've had some good teams. That wouldn't be a shock. Well, they usually have an NCAA yeah. tournament team. They're six and three and one and one right now. So we'll see where they. And goes. it's such a funky schedule. Now they played each of them played two games, and they don't play league games yeah. now for another three weeks. You got finals and Christmas break, and coaches don't want to play league games then. Where you go with the league games, once you get past 18, it starts getting pretty tricky. But I'm real intrigued on BYU and Utah State. How's that going to play out? Aggie 6-2, and two, BYU 7-1, and one, and BYU uh, getting a little thin there with the big guys. Yeah, I mean, their two big guys are done, and now they've got uh, young, undersized freshmen who've got to fill the void. And plus, they, I thought they were going to take some time, too, because uh, Pope mines the transfer portal big time himself, and I just don't think you could throw guys together. And then you look at Utah State, I think Justin Bean Bryan is the best player in the state. He's crushing it. Yeah. He is just crushing it. And there was a, uh, last year I was at the gym, and he did a podcast with Doug Gottlieb, mm-hmm. and he was, dry, he was on the, they were on the bus, and he was uh, riding down the conference tournament from uh, Logan to Vegas. And so he's, they're recording this podcast with Gottlieb. I think he served in Reno. And Gottlieb grew up in the San Gabriel Valley, Glendora, San Dimas area. Mm-hmm. And so he's got LDS guys that he knows all about. And I think he's a Jewish kid, but he can speak the lingo because of the connection. He's got all this background. Yeah, and, he, and, and, he, right. and he, he, he talked about how he'd been in churches shooting hoop, played there many times with his friends. So he was able to talk mission talk. Mm-hmm. And 
being is just a phenomenal story. And to see, we love these types of stories of you know how how it went about. And who was the other? Uh, uh, was it Durier? Uh, I think that's who the, the guy was who recruited him, right? The the coach before Craig Smith, mm-hmm. and you know basically a walk on and, and all this stuff and and how he got there and it was a great great story and it was it was a fun time to do it because he's just sitting on a bus. Then you know he's got a long drive, and Gottlieb knows his stuff, particularly in college hoop, and knows his LDS stuff. So he's able to throw in all that, and it's just a great, great story. And he's developed himself into a phenomenal player. And then you take a kid like I knew Jack about this Horvath kid because he played on the other side of the country. He's a player. I'm mean, Oklahoma. Did Oklahoma win last night? Check that because they went in that game seven and one, which would put them to eight and one. I didn't finish. I didn't follow it all the way through. I flicked over to the Laker uh, Celtic game, and I watched a little bit of the Oklahoma game early. Uh, and Oklahoma seven and two. Okay, they lost. Shoot, I was hoping for them to win because that Butler won sixty six sixty two. Yeah, yeah. Over- overtime game. Oh, I should have flicked back. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> if I would have known, I would have flicked back. But I watched the beginning of that because uh, I was just bouncing around uh, college. Uh, who was it? Syracuse. Who was Syracuse playing? Help me out. Syracuse. Who'd they play last night? I watched that uh, game, and they got the two Bayheims, and they got this little kid named uh, Gerard. Nova. They played Villanova. Yeah. Did they win? 67-53 loss. Yeah, and that was a decent game early. And they got uh, Syracuse has this kid named Gerard, and it's Gerard the third. I was like, is it Joe Gerard's son? But it's not. But anyway, he said all they were talking about how he set all these records in the state of New York scoring, and he went to the same area as Jimmer. He went to Glens yeah. Falls. I yeah, think. yeah, it's just the same city. Yeah, he, that, you actually recruited this kid that, due to that connection. That caught my eye, and so then I looked it up. So I, and then I settled. I should have gone back to the college. I would have loved to seen that overtime because then I settled on uh, LeBron and the, the Lakers Celtics. And Celtics. Yeah, yeah, that didn't do it for me. Yeah, it's something. That's what I'm, I wish. Uh, yeah, Utah you know, State, you'd gone BYU back to the, yeah. Was to well, last. Oh, night. I know. Instead of yeah. this three games at once yeah. stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was desperate for something to keep my interest, and so I'm not really into those college games a lot, especially now when getting the league season is another story. So I did settle on and I watch most of the Celtic. Laker game, more from the Laker perspective rather than the Celtics, because as you talked about, I think earlier today or yesterday, I think it was uh, this morning, you're talking about the Celtics were good a couple years back. Now they just seem And it like, looked like they were trending up. It looked yeah. like they had something going. And both teams after that Laker Celtic game are 13 and 12 after the Lakers won. And the East, East is better than the West. It's been a long time since we said that. Mm, are they really? 13 and 12 right now has the Clippers and the Lakers tied for fifth and sixth in the yeah, West. Yeah, but those are misleading records for those teams because LeBron's been in and out of the lineup and he had, he was he was like six or se- six for seven early in the first uh, quarter or first half. Well, if if they can get healthy and, and, then and the play better and win more and play better and win more, then they'll have better records. Clippers but. have a superstar over there, and so does Denver. Cle- Maybe not a superstar, but they've had injuries. Cleveland, Atlanta, and Boston are all 13-12, and 12, and that's 8-9-10 in the East as opposed to the same record getting you 5 or 6 in the West. Yeah, but who's going to be more dangerous? Yeah. And then when you get right to the end, are the two best teams in the West? Are the three best teams in the West? Right now, the Jazz, the Nets, and the Bulls are just all you percentage points Kyrie's going to sit out the entire season? And will it help when he comes back, or will he be disruptive? 
I would guess he's not going to sit out the entire season, but I'll tell you right now, I'm already surprised he's been out this long. I would agree with that. I don't think he'll be disruptive if he comes back because I think Harden and Durant are such strong personalities that they can get him in line. And at some point, you're if you come back and you're disruptive, you're just hurting your bottom yeah. line. And somebody's got to get to the guy and say, hey, listen, man, it's about winning. Well, he's already given up a quarter of the season, a little more than that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's at the 25 game mark or approaching it real quick. 24 for the Nets. 25 will be the next game. Jazz and the Wolves tonight. The Wolves had won seven of eight. They were playing really well. People were starting to write nice things about them, and then they went out and lost three straight games. So we'll see what they do tonight against the Jazz. They've been, they went to Washington and lost. They went to Brooklyn and lost. They came home and lost to Atlanta. Why do I think of Sonny and Sure, I got you, babe, when I think of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Why? Because it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> and at 6 o'clock, the alarm goes off, and Sonny and Sure are singing, I got you, babe, and Bill Murray's rolling out of the sack. And Minnesota, it's like the same thing every year, isn't it? Well, they don't usually, usually I think they just go straight to sucking. I don't know that they have these. No, it was a few years back. They were a team on the come. Well, now, now they, Edwards yeah. is a nice pick. Towns is a good player. Russell's a decent player. They're 11 and 13, two games under which 500. Is a, which is not awful. Ninth in the West. It's also not great. Right. Considering, this, how, but it's long, the same considering thing. how long Towns has been in the league. Over and over yeah. and over again with these guys. Ninth is a little better. There's been a whole lot that, of that's a playoff berth right there. It's a play-in game, yeah. Playoff, play-in, yeah. Tomato, tomato. And any singular game, they've got players to be dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Went three and zero against the Jazz last year. I did not remember that. I didn't either. I just read it. Oh, or I would not have been able to tell you that. So the Jazz have certainly had their problems with Minnesota. And to your point about the West is better, but injuries are dragging it down right now. Another injury in Portland, C.J. McCollum, diagnosed with a collapsed right lung. He was injured late in the Boston game on Saturday. The team says he is out indefinitely. I saw a thing on uh, yesterday. Somebody put that the uh, Pacers are looking to rebuild. So if you want Sabonis, who's a decent big man, and Levert, that they're available I think that's what Portland ought to do. You're just going nowhere year after year after year. You're a decent team, but your ceiling is right in front of you, right above you, and it's not going to change. And Lillard is a great Hall of Fame player. Everybody would agree with that. Spectacular player. But, you know, he's a shorter dude, and it's just not going anywhere. Start over, I guess. You know, you did it with the coach. You got rid of a veteran for a rookie. That's not going to do. That's not going to go well. Starts for Billups, <laughs> yeah, right? Unless you got amazing talent like Steve Lillard's, Kerr. Lillard's missed some games. Now McCollum's going to miss a bunch of games. But the thing is, with the change in their front office, because they just let their president go, and so I, I've been reading stuff that a lot of people that are interviewing because Lillard is apparently coming up where he's eligible for a two-year extension, and it's mega money, and it'll be when he's into his mid-30s. Yeah, 37 years old. And so apparently they're asking the candidates, what do you think about this? 
and it, it hasn't been unanimous. The candidates, what do you mean? The, the potential, whoever they're looking to come in and, and run, because the whole front office is... Oh, oh, the GM's talking about. Right. Okay, gotcha. So what are they going to do here? And apparently most, if not all, but at least most are like, yeah, don't do that extension. You can't do that. Everybody in Portland's got the emotional tie-in. Lillard is very likable. He's been a great representative for the club and the community. The community loves him. But the people coming in from the outside, they don't have any of the emotional ties and any of the buy-in to any of the feel-good stuff. They're just looking at it like shorter guy, mid-30s, enormous pile of money. No NBA Finals, one conference final so far. you to got to start over. Yeah. And you're probably not going to get equal value for the guy, but oh well. You know, you got to admire what Lindsey undertook several years ago. And I know Lindsey catches a lot of heat these days. Mm -hmm. But look where they've been. But tearing up the team and pulling apart a team that had gone 36-30 and and a team that had been battling for the 8-9 spot with a winning record, that was the right decision. And they had to let Millsap go, and that hurt. Right. But look how quickly they rebuilt. That team had a ceiling on it. That team was not going to get a lot. Seemed better. long at the time, but now they've been competitive for a number of years, and they hit on great draft picks with the two all stars. And yeah, they, they should. Every time I look at Memphis and I see Bain going off, I'm thinking, "Oh crap, he could have been here." But hey, I also look at the guys that are here that could have been elsewhere. No, you can't do that. You only look at it one way. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, if that ref just would have made that call <laughs> in the third quarter, you know, everything would have gone the same. What so, about the call in the second quarter? I mean, you have to look at the entirety of the work. And wasn't, at least for me, and I know there's other issues and whatnot, but at least for me, it's pretty good. DJ and PK, coming up next, your feedback. And there have been some very funny responses to the uh, picture of Jim Harbaugh visiting with the missionary, who's a very talented football player. We will get to that next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This is unripe. You guys are doing a hell of a job. And I think about where Utah football is today. And the fact that Utah now is playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if I've told you that yet, but that's what's, that's what's going on. And I remember back at that time, 35, 36 years ago, where there wasn't even a snowball's chance that Utah would ever go to a Rose Bowl or ever play and compete against the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is unbelievable! Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSL Sports. DJ PK, it's time for your feedback. Everything you think about this show. Well, (laughs) uh, Jim Harbaugh's photo with Andrew Gentry, the former four-star prospect from Colorado who signed with Virginia, but he's on his mission. And Bronco retires, and so... Now he's open to going somewhere, and Harbaugh takes a photo with him. And he was supposed to go to Argentina, but due to COVID, he was reassigned to a Salt Lake Spanish mission, according to 24-7 Sports. Oh, really? Yeah. He was supposed to go to Argentina. I did not know that. Yeah. So there's this photo of Harbaugh with him, and uh, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says... <laughs> what kind of name is that? I don't know. 
<laughs> Jim Harbaugh has done a lot of out-of-the-box things to land a recruit. Never thought getting baptized would be one of them. Hey, whatever it takes. He did spend a night on a bunk bed with well, a let, kicker. Let me just say, there's a lot of people who've gotten baptized for another reason. Yeah. <laughs> By the look of that pick, Greg says, I'm pretty sure Harbaugh agreed to the first two meetings to learn more from Gentry and his companion. <laughs> I doubt that has anything to do with it. But I don't have any problem with it. Haven't they? They've loosened up the rules a lot now, right? It used to just be Christmas and Thanksgiving. You could talk to your mother or something. Mother's Day, was it? And now, Mother's Day and Christmas. That's the two times I called home. Yeah. Were they home? Yes, they were. Because well, like, that'd be a bummer if you called home and they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been rough. Hello, Mom and Dad. Uh, Quick. I'm calling from uh, Siberia. We're not available. Leave a message after the tone. Beep. <laughs> and oh. they just happen to be at a movie or my something. Younger, my younger brother now speaks with my mother weekly. Yeah, so they've changed all that. So uh, the kid's got a, he's got a life ahead of him, and now's the time. Because I, I guess he would be, is he going next year? Apparently, he's supposed to be back this coming spring. Yeah, because that would really, really alarm me if he was just, like, barely starting. Yeah, he was part of the 2020 class, so. Yeah, because if Michigan has taken guys who are just going to serve a mission, then everything is open. If Michigan, because Michigan doesn't need to do that. I get why they would go on it for a kid now, because for them, this is like a kid who's a high school senior. He's going to be in the program next year. Now, with Nua there... Uh, who played at BYU. I don't know if Newa went on a mission. I don't remember. but He wasn't a member when he first got to BYU. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a convert. But, but whether he's a member or not, he still knows yes. the uh, whole he's, idea. He has since joined the church. So they, you know, he'll know, uh, hey, let's get with the trainer here. And when he comes back, Harbaugh's got to figure out, well, the kid ain't working out six days a week. So even though he's a freshman next year, he may not be ready like some freshmen would be, but Harbaugh's smart enough to figure. And plus, Harbaugh coached on the West Coast. And, and, and Mortensen, he had Mortensen as his quarterback at, uh, yeah. at San Diego. At San Diego. So he's got an idea of how this thing is. The, the reality is, the whatever mystery it might be with LDS kids, that's gone. More people weighing in. Justin says, investigator conversation over lunch at Tacanos. Don't eat at Tacanos, man. That's BYU. They, they do the meal at BYU. They've been doing it for years. No, no. There's some lines. That's like hitting on your best friend's wife or yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. that no, no, no. There's, what? A, there's a lot of seafood in the sea. Don't do that. Life Elevated says, this must be the new Light the World campaign. Jason says, oh, Harbaugh's going as a 40-year-old virgin. You got to see the photo. Straight out of the movie. What, the chest hair being pulled out? (laughs) Okay, there's one detail that's wrong. (laughs) What's that guy's name? Steve? Steve Carell. Carell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made a living. Blake Anderson, Kalani Sataki, Kyle Whittingham, three of the 13 finalists for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award, ranked the Utah guys from one to three. And Mama Haas says, well, that exact order. Blake one, Kalani two, Kyle three. I'm surprised Mama Haas didn't say, like, Kyle 14. <laughs> Although, but she's got the hots for him. That's Lisa, isn't it? Mama Haas is Lisa, yeah. And she's, she's, She must be going with Blake over the... Um, most wins over the uh, preseason predictions. Biggest shocker. Okay, if you go we that way, yeah. We didn't have anybody at 10 wins, but we had BYU and 
Utah, a whole lot closer. Well, I had Utah nine and three, BYU eight, eight and four, four, and the Ags five and seven. And I felt like the five and seven might have been a little bit with my heart. A little optimistic. Although they had four pretty winnable games, but after that I wasn't sure where they were coming from. And you don't know. CSU ended up being way down. I didn't know they were going to be that bad. Well, I, I had no clue what Bonner yeah. was going to do and some of the other guys that they brought in, Rice and He so was going forth. to throw for 300 yards in the, in the uh, conference title game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's classic. The guy gets beat to shreds, throws for 300 yards. Unfiltered Rhino says, Witt one, Anderson two, Sataki three. Witt overcame so much and got to the Rose Bowl. Anderson picked last and smoked the whole conference. Sataki, great job, nice run, and that was a good schedule. It was. That's why they're all nominated. Plenty of positives to say about all of them. My guess, even though I wouldn't necessarily rank him number one, my guess the best chance to win it is Kyle. Power Five League? Rose Bowl, Oregon. Destroying Oregon twice, brand name. I think it's the most visible of the programs. Greg says, you think Sonny and Cher, when you talk about the T-Wolves, I think Paul Simon. A hot rod Hunley duet. Still pesky after all these years. I think that's still crazy. That's the song, and Hot Rod always called them the pesky Timberwolves. Oh, he did? Yeah. I did not know that. Two syllables, so it kind of works. You can just sub one word in for the other. As long as it's a two-syllable word. It is. So you're all set up. Expialidocious califrasis, you can't do that. No. That'd be too long. Very Uh, cumbersome. We have to go now. Jake and Ben are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.